This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. You probably noticed that I didn't do a new show last week. I took a break. Every now and then I just like to take a break. Uh, it And it's really nice. <laughs> it's really nice to have a Friday when I'm at work. And I'm thinking, I don't have to sit for an hour or two and, and get together a show thing. Well, it's more than an hour. It's like two or three hours writing out the notes, getting it figured out. And every now and then, it just—it's like ah, I just—I have stuff that I would talk about, but I'm just not quite as prepared. And maybe I should get started earlier in the week. And I do—I do think about things I'm going to talk about. And I jot little notes down, and I, you know, rehearse. I'm sitting in an office all by myself, all day, all week. And so, and being a lifelong self-talker, I just—I work these out. And then sometimes I talk to my wife about some things and, and just get her reaction and just kind of work out what I'm going to say. Uh, and it, it, so that happens. But as I said, every now and then it's just, ugh, I think I just don't, I'm just going to take a break this week. And then what I do when I take that break, since I'm on iTunes and Podbean and wherever else you can get your, your podcast, you should be able to find Dimland Radio, right? Huh? Right? I would think. Anyway... Um, I put up a bonus episode. I go back and grab an episode out of the out of the archives at ztalkradio.com, and I go to the show archives and I and I pull one out of there and I put I put a little intro to it and I, and pop it onto Podbean and it goes out. So if you hadn't heard it before, it's new to you. It might be a little dated. Uh, there might be some references to things that are you know not topical currently but it's at least something to put in the feed and so I do that so thank you for indulging me and letting me take a week off uh, so I'm back now and I got a bunch of stuff got a got a full two pages of composition notebook uh, show prep prep ready for this week uh, I did want to say that the last new show that I did I talked at some point I mentioned the movie uh, for the boys which stars Bette Midler. Now, I did say it right most of the time, but the very first time I mentioned who starred in the movie, I said Betty Davis. Uh, For the Boys came out in 1991. Betty Davis died in 1989. That would have been a trick to get her to be the star of that movie, and she's not known for singing and dancing. She is a cantankerous. <laughs> she, well, she was when she got into her later years. 
she was she was very outspoken. I think she was almost all through her career. But um, uh, go and look for some uh, of her interviews on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. They are they're they're amusing, and she's she's quite blunt about stuff. She talks she she doesn't pull punches. Uh, especially there's one where she. Uh, I think she did a film with uh, Faye Dunaway, and she was not a fan of Faye Dunaway. Uh, uh, apparently, Dunaway is not the most professional of actors, at least in Betty Davis's estimation back in the day. Who knows what Faye Dunaway is like now? I don't. I don't know. So anyway, um, it is the uh, sports season. Of course, all year long it's sports season, and you know that I... I will talk about sports on occasion, and so I'm gonna. There's a couple of things I wanted to talk about here, and and I know you sports wall people are all rolling your eyes, but uh, I I should let you know that I had done an admonishment about you know you you have something in your life that brings you pleasure, and you know other people might think that's odd or not exciting, and they glaze over. Just know that that's you know everybody's got their thing, okay. And I happen to like sports a little bit. I'm not quite as fanatical as some. I don't own any jerseys or anything like that. I don't have the kind of money for that kind of stuff first. And secondly, I don't have the interest in owning any of that kind of stuff. It's just not my thing. Uh, I've, many years ago, I decided uh, almost... I decided this because of a comic strip. It was uh, uh, Zippy the Pinhead by Bill Griffith, and there was there was one strip that happened. I, I swear it's from that. Uh, the St. Paul newspaper, the Pioneer Press, had Zippy the Pinhead in there, and it was a bizarre, weird, off kilter uh, comic strip that started off in the days of the underground comics back in the late '60s, early '70s, and uh, it's just an odd sense of humor, social commentary kind of thing. Uh, but I liked it, and uh, and there was one uh, strip that mentioned something about people, you know, adults wearing shirts with company logos and things like that, advertising. Uh, and I, and when I read that, I thought, yeah, I don't want to be some corporate shill walking around wearing some some advertisement on a shirt. And from that moment on. I went all black. I was already pretty much all black in my clothes, but I, I pretty much that was it. There was no more, no more designs, no more logos, no more anything. Just just a black T-shirt, black pants, black socks, my underwear. Well, that's my business, not yours. And it's black. And uh, and that's and that's it, right? Uh, oh, in the summer I'd wear my athletic gray T-shirts if I was going to be out on a hot day because that would be my light black. And I know it's weird, and it's probably you know I could work out work with a therapist and come overcome this this mania or whatever it is. But I just, just that's it. So I don't wear. I've des, I've done designs for T-shirts, and I don't even wear them. Yeah, not it's that's not exactly true. I do wear T-shirts to bed as my as part of my pajamas uh, that do have logos on them and things on them that 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 I'll wear. But as far as out in public. My everyday wear, nope, you're not going to see it. I don't do it. Uh, I think there was one occasion where I, I had designed a, a skeptic t-shirt that 
has that. If you go to my Dimland Radio page, and you see the at the top of the uh, of the Dimland Radio page on Facebook, I should say, uh, there's this. It says skeptic. It's got the big S in a, in, a, in a circle, and it's it's made to look a bit like the the X Files logo. That's what I'm trying to accomplish there. Uh, I designed that, and uh, and so that's you know. That's the T-shirt I have like that. I think I wore it to one of the Minnesota Skeptic meetups, and nobody noticed. <laughs> well, they may have, but didn't say anything. They were being polite. They were thinking, oh, there he goes, advertising. Ugh. I thought he was above that. Anyway. So that's that was my, my thing, and so I don't wear sports jerseys and stuff like that. It's just it's not, it's not my thing. If it's your thing... That's fine. It's your money, it's your body. You want to wear what you want to wear. That I don't. That's you. Just go right ahead. But I'm I'm not that guy. But I do enjoy watching sports. And uh, there's a, a couple in particular. I'm not high on basketball, although you know, some college games could be interesting. It's just, but it's just not. You know, uh, I don't care for soccer at all. I don't get it. It's just uh, I don't get it. And that's okay because there are people who get it and they look at baseball and say I don't get that. And I say I do. So you know how that goes. Well, we are about to embark on the greatest uh, season, the greatest uh, time of the year, uh, according to many Americans, and that is the the professional football season. Yes, the NFL is about to come back. We're in the preseason right now. And uh, so what I'm going to point out here has to do with the preseason. And, uh, and a local news station, the uh, Fox 9 Morning News. It's the Fox News affiliate here in the Twin Cities, although they don't, they're not like Fox News as I understand Fox News to be. They're not, uh, they don't, they don't appear to have the, the, the real strong uh, right-wing bias to their news. Um, it's just news. And if you, and I only watch the morning stuff mainly, and if you know what morning news is like, this one in particular, they go on at something like 5.30 in the morning and they keep going until, I don't know, 9 o'clock? So how many hours is that? Three and a half, something like that. So every half hour, they've just they're they're going through the same stories pretty much. There's a couple different things added in there here and there, but pretty much you're getting the same stories. So when I get up at six thirty and 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 get ready and head to work at eight thirty, I get up way early. I don't have to get up that early. I get I get up, I get everything ready, and then I take a snooze on the couch listening to music until eight thirty or so, and so, but the news is on, and I will see some of the same stories over and over. It's just, just that's just how it goes. And they were running a story uh, to this morning, uh, promoting the you know the professional football team here in Minnesota, the Vikings, having a as they put it a big preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, first of all, there is no such thing as a big preseason game at least as far as the fans are concerned and the regular season is concerned the preseason games i believe there are four of them don't mean anything toward the regular season if you win all four if you lose all four or any combination in between it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't there's no credit put into the regular season because of how well you did in the preseason, it's just it's just games where the the coaching staff look at some of their secondary and, and tertiary players to try to figure out who's going to make the team, what's going to go on there, and it's and it's for the the starters to 
tune up a little bit to get ready. And they don't play the starters for the whole game, and they don't. It's 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 pretty, uh, it's pretty minimal what the starters will get through the preseason. So it just it, there's no big game, except maybe to those players who are trying to make the team. Then they might say, okay, this is a big game for me, but it's not a big game for anybody else really, at least not the fans, and as far as the 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 regular season goes. And if you are one of those super fans and you're disagreeing with me saying, no, the preseason, they're big games, I, that's your prerogative, but I think you might want to rethink your priorities because it's just, it's not. And what's really wrong about the NFL is they don't discount the prices for the tickets for those games. Oh, you pay the regular price. Anyway, so they're saying there's the big game that, that was uh, earlier tonight. It might be going on right now as I speak. But I never watch the preseason games. I don't care. I don't watch. <laughs> you know, it could. Here, here's another way that it could be a big game if there's a big injury that takes place, and that's always the worry. That's why the starters, their 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 playing is minimized through the preseason because they don't want to risk the injury. So that could be a big thing that happens in a game, but it doesn't make the game big. Okay, back to what I was saying. So they're 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 promoting the Vikings game. And uh, and usually what they do, you know, when the news re, uh, presenters are giving you the news about this this game, you see on the screen footage of a Vikings game. And that makes sense. You see something of a Vikings game to, oh yeah, yeah, the Vikings. It's a cool visual, and it matches up with what they're telling you about tonight. It it's not uh, a game against Seattle. I think that what the clip they were showing was against I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it doesn't really matter. But the clip they showed, here's the thing. I wanted to have a discussion with whoever was in charge of figuring out which video to play while they're promoting a game. They want you to watch the game. I don't know if it was being played on the same channel, but they, they're, you know, the Vikings are playing, so let's get excited because the season's coming. And la you know, so, so what do they do? They show a play which uh, the, uh, it's, it's the Vikings have the ball, so they're on the offensive, and the quarterback passes to, I, it might be Case Keenum, or it might have been Sam Bradford, I, can't, I don't remember which, but they throw the ball to the t Vikings tight end, Kyle Rudolph, and he drops the ball. The defender for the other team, just as the ball's getting to Rudolph's hands, reaches in and bats the ball away. You know, he, he, he prevents the, cat, the completion of the pass. And they show that pass from three different angles. Now, you're trying to get people to watch the game, to be excited about the game. Don't you think it'd be better to show a completed pass at the very least? The best thing they could show would be the Minneapolis Miracle, or I, I guess they're also calling it the Minnesota Miracle, and that was the big catch that Stefan Diggs brought in, and the defender for the Saint, uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints missed the tackle, and Diggs ran it in with time running out of the clock to come for the Vikings to come from behind and win that game in the playoffs last season. That's what they should have shown, because that would remind people that this team hasn't changed all that much, and look how close we got and how exciting. That's the play they should have been showing. But no, they show Kyle Rudolph dropping the ball. That didn't... What? You know, I'm not a marketing guy, but even I know that's not the best way to go. So, I don't know, there's that. Uh, the other thing 
that I was going to talk about about sports-wise, and this is baseball-related. There was a video shared... uh, A a Facebook friend of mine shared it on my page, or he alerted me to it. And um, I think it's a recent game, and it's between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not sure which park it was in, but... uh, the 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 they're showing the feed of the game and they so they got the guys that call the game and so they're showing you know the play taking you know it's going on but they're also concentrating on a group of about 15 or so young women they appear to be college age in fact i think they're all sorority sisters uh, i do believe i saw a shirt or two with uh, the words uh, alpha chi on them, so I, have a, I, th- I think that's how you say this C H I. I think they pronounce it Kai, don't they? Anyway, so uh, my wife looked at the clip and she was guessing that they were sorority sisters taking in a game. Now, is was it was it something that they they got tickets for the game because they participated in some breast cancer walk thing and they raised the most money, so they get tickets from the home team. Maybe is it something that hey let's it's, it's you know each year they go to go into take in a game maybe I don't know but for whatever reason there's this group there and the announcers are pointing out the fact that uh, most in the group are more concerned with their smartphones than what's going on in the game they are they're taking selfies they're they're sitting you know they're they're giggling with each other about stuff but you know whatever's going on in the game is just just barely even it's not even noticed there's a few of them that seem to be looking out at least in the direction of the field but but the rest of them is just taking selfies talking doing this taking selfies and it's 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 kind of well i find it funny the way the guys reacted uh one of the jokes that the guy made says look at this one look at this one look at why do they have to make the faces when they do that you know the duck face thing she's she's doing that she takes one she takes a picture and then she looks at it, he says oh i gotta check it out oh that's the best of the 300 pictures i took of myself today oh so biting <laughs> and and the and the young women are all about i don't know 20 give or take a year they're in that range and and so I, I just and so they keep they, then they show a bit of the game and then they go back to the gals on the, and they go back back and forth and they just keep they just keep kind of needling the, these gals and of course they don't know that that's happening and there's a St. Louis player at bat he gets a hit and so they show the hit they describe what happened and then they go back to the to the gals in the field or uh, in the stands and nothing nothing. <laughs> There's, there's one of the young women is wearing a baseball cap, the pink style baseball cap for when they have their, you know, the breast cancer awareness weekends, uh, and and it's got the St. Louis uh, logo on the cap. I mean, those things aren't cheap. They're like 500 bucks. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but they're they're not cheap. So if she if she bought that for herself, am I to assume then she's a fan of the team? She's not even. She didn't even notice that the guy got a hit. It's your team, presumably. But if it's if it's something that was given to her, then who cares? Then there's another gal who's wearing a T-shirt that says Diamondbacks on it, and she doesn't even look upset that the other team got a hit. It's just the needle doesn't move. And I posted this, and a friend of mine. Uh, not quite as young as these as these women, but she's 
closer to their age than she is to mine. And she just says, oh, boo-hoo, you know, Juvenoia raises its head again or something like that. And that's, Juvenoia is the, is the uh, is, I think that I'm saying it properly, is uh, what the kids say about when uh, the older generations give the, well, in my day, Ah, kids today, they just don't appreciate things. Why, in my day, if we wanted to take a picture of ourselves at a baseball game, we'd have to bring a portrait artist. We didn't have those cameras to work with. <laughs> um, and I, my comments to back to her, and I, you know, since I joked around with her a little bit, and I just said, yes, you know, in my day, we read the newspaper at the game. So it's what kids do. It's their thing. They look at their devices. They're, they're all set. But you know, you pay enough for those tickets. I, you know, it'd be nice if at least one of them was paying attention. And they, I, yeah, I suppose some of them were. But it was, it was kind of fun. And it's just, you know, it's just the older folks. At least for me, it was just a little needling and teasing, and I think that's what the guys at the game. Man, I'll I'll see if I can link to that video so you can check it out and you can form your opinion of what was going on there. I thought it was it was fun, but now I think it's time for me to take my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, this break will take a couple minutes, and then I'll be back. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. First there came radio, and it was good. Then it got bad. Then there came satellite radio, and it was okay. Then it got too expensive and kind of sucked. Now there is something new, something better, something free. Stitcher Radio for the iPhone and BlackBerry. With Stitcher, you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine. Rate them and build your own station. No downloading, no syncing, no problem. Just pick a station to get started, like American news and politics. Now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it, make a favorite, and start your own station. Don't like it, thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the happy birthday song twice. 
Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. As the strains of my favorite Queen song fades out, Dimland Radio returns. Hello! I'm back. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. You are listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Unless you're down- you've downloaded this and you're listening to it on whatever device you're listening to it on, hello, and thank you for tuning in. And, you know, you can subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. You can leave a good review, five stars, that'd be cool. Uh, and you can find the show notes for each show over at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, so you can find it there. And uh, and you're going to need to do that because this next item that I'm going to talk about is a visual thing. And I'll do my best to get it across by speaking, but you'll need to check out the show notes to take a look at what I'm going to talk about uh, and, and say, ah, yes, dim is correct. Uh, so anyway, so check out that you can you can also follow me on on Podbean and and all that and and if you think somebody else you know might like the show it wouldn't hurt to recommend it. But uh, so I do this and uh, uh, just to, because I need to get it out. So if I don't get anybody more listen people listen, if I don't get any more people listening to me, well, I still do this because like I said to get it out. So here's what I noticed uh, recently. Here in the Twin Cities, there's a, a car dealership that is uh, a family-owned and operated sort of thing. Uh, it's called Barnett, uh, you know, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Kia. You know, I think there's probably more than one location, and it's the the Barnett family owns it, and they they do a series of television ads where two of the Barnett sons and their and their dad will you know, feature in these ads and they have a self-deprecating humor and they 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 they, they offer a million mile uh, warranty on something uh, on the cars it's the only dealership that does that and but like I said they, they, they try to be a little silly in their stuff and they're self-deprecating and they're fun and they're just these fairly average uh, normal white folks just yeah that's what they are and uh, I've actually, I, we have a Kia Soul, uh, Amy and I, and on occasion, we've had it happen twice now, where we've gotten a notice from Kia that uh, there's something on the car that's been recalled. Uh, don't panic. Just bring it into, you know, call your dealership or call a dealership and let them know that there's a recall item and go on in and they'll take care of it for you, no charge. And that's happened a couple of times with the car. And when I've gone in, I've seen one of the brothers and I've seen the dad. And I think, I don't know if I'd do this, 
I might not be bold enough to do this, but I, I, I think maybe if there's another reason for me to go to bring the Kia back there for a recall item or something, um, I might bring these printouts and and say, hey, can I show you something that I think is kind of interesting? Because I'm going to connect Barnett Auto Dealerships and the movie Shaft from 1971. That's I, 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 you might be scratching your head. How could what? Huh? You know, you know the movie Shaft about uh, the private dick who was a sex machine with all the chicks. That that one. It starred Richard Roundtree. It was during the uh, the height of the the black exploitation films. Um, and uh, I've never seen it. I've never actually seen it, but I, I hear it's not bad. And um, the reason I, I, I noticed this, uh, somebody had posted the, 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 the poster, the original movie poster, one of the original movie posters for the movie Shaft on the Facebook. And I looked at the logo for Shaft, and I thought, that looks familiar. That looks like the Barnett logo. <laughs> um, I, and it, so then I so I called up the poster and I and I looked at it and I called up the logo for Barnett and I will put these in the show notes so you can you can look at them and assess them for yourself. There is a three dimensionality to these letters, so it looks like you know like the letters are made out of uh, block, and uh, they're very squared off. Uh, the shaft logo is everything's angled. There's, it's all angles, and uh, and they were, there's a couple of letters in in the shaft logo. Uh, one part of the H drops below the the line that the, that the rest of the letters set on. Uh, the one part of the H drops below. All the letters at the top all line up going across horizontally, and then the letter T drops below. And so then, and the Barnett logo. The A does it, the N, and one of the two T's. So it's B-A-R-N-E-T-T, -T, Barnett. One of the two T's, the first of the two T's, the T, the straight part, drops below. Everything else lines up at the top except the first peak of the N, you know, where you, you, it goes up to the point and then comes down at an angle to the bottom point and then up again. Okay, so that, that first point that it comes up to, that's a little lower than the top. So that's a variation there, but there's no N in shaft. The A in, in Barnett has the one part of the A dropping below, but in the shaft it doesn't. Uh, and the this that's where it varies. There's no E in shaft, but... Everything looks, it, it's, it's, it's got the three-dimensionality, looks like it's out of blocks, it's all set up. You'll take a look at this and you'll say, I, I think Jim's on to something here. I think this, you know, it's not an exact copy, but I think whoever designed this logo based it on the shaft logo. But the, diff, the main difference is, other, it, it, you know, it's different letters, of course, but it's got a B and an R in there. And there, There's curves to the B and the R in the Barnett logo. There's no, there's no curves to the S in shaft. It's all straight little shots, angles, and stuff. But, I, you know, who would have thought that you could, you could connect a black exploitation film 
uh, starring Richard Roundtree, to a car dealership or series of car dealerships owned by a family that's a pretty basic white group, <laughs> white folks. <laughs> I think it's fun. Check the check it out. Uh, if you disagree with me, let me know. But I think I think you'll agree that that the whoever did that logo was basing it on that. So what have I got next? Uh, let's see. I have next for you. I have. Oh, good. I have a pedantic moment. Uh, let's get this playing. Here we go. A pedantic moment. It's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, this one, it's... I blame people who are under the age of 40. <laughs> I blame the, the, the school system. Uh, uh, I blame, I don't know, but, but it's the people under the age of 40. Uh, and, and the further under the fa- age of 40 they get, the more uh, ignorant they're going to be about this kind of stuff. You know, they don't know how to spell the word woe. You know, they all think it's spelled W-O-A-H. It's spelled W-H-O-A. You know, I learned that from comic books when I was a kid. That's how it's spelled. You know, I, but, you know, language is fluid, and now you know, I suppose they're going to have to accept the fact that we're, you know, this generation behind me, or two, two or three generations behind me, are all going to grow up spelling it W-O-A-H. Whoa. Uh, it's, it's, so, it's, so they get that wrong, and... When they try to put something up politically, they they don't. Somebody just didn't quite catch it, right? Okay. All right. So uh, it's it's this could also be considered uh, part of the uh, Dimline Radio memes roundup, because I, I think I'll have another one after this one. Not a pedantic moment, but uh, something else. Anyway, but we'll see if I get to it. This one is, uh, and, and again, this will be on the show notes page. You can check it out there. Uh, it's this. Somebody put this together, and it says, "Recognize this man," because there's a there's a photograph of a rather handsome young fellow. He's about he's in his twenties, mid twenties. He's dressed rather sharply. Uh, it appears to be a picture taken back a few decades. Uh, it has that uh, feel to it, and there's a vague familiarity to this guy. Okay, the vague familiarity to this guy. So, recognize this man? You should. He was a democratic socialist. Uh, he was a progressive. He brought the country out of the poverty and massive unemployment of the Great Depression and created a new era of prosperity. Of course, you could say World War II had a lot to do with that too. But anyway, uh, and created a new era of prosperity. He is largely credited with the creation of the middle class. He was the most popular president ever. He was elected to four terms. He was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He was the exact kind of person that both the Democrats and the Republicans are terrified of today. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm not arguing. I would, Like I said, the World War II thing might have you know, helped turn the economy around for the United States. I'm not, you know, but I'm not, I'm not refuting. I don't know if he was a democratic socialist or not. 
I'm sure he was progressive, especially for the time. But um, the thing is, the picture, that's not Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr. It's his and Eleanor's son. And he didn't do any of this stuff. I mean, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he did if he served in any office. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't look it up. I just know that I looked at the picture and I said, "That's not the FDR I know." I mean, I didn't know him personally because <laughs> he died well before I was born. But that's that's not him. It, it kind of looks like him, but it's not him. And I did a quick Google search, and there it is. It's not him. So I'll put that on the. I'll post that up so you guys can check it out and see whether or not. Well, you'll know that I'm right. That's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Junior. Okay, so I just finished one of those. I got one of these. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. Okay, uh, I've tried to avoid talking about President Trump. For a while, because I, you know, why? Uh, he's had a very interesting week or two. <laughs> if you've been paying attention, quite interesting week or two. Who knows where it's going to go? I don't know. I still tease people and say, "Look, we just have another six years of the guy, and then he'll be gone." Uh, but who knows? I could be wrong. Anyway, I do have a couple of Facebook friends that are big supporters of him. And uh, one in particular, uh, uh, a woman I went to high school with, really likes to post stuff that falls right into that Trump supporter sort of stuff. Now, it's not the, you know, Hitler was great stuff that you might assume that it was because not all Trump supporters are, supporters are racists, okay? They're not all neo-Nazis. They're not all Klan's people. I don't think she is, although I don't know her well enough. Maybe she is. But uh, never got that impression from her in school. In fact, she was she liked the cool music, the progressive music of the 80s. She was into the cool stuff. And I thought maybe the more you know artsy, liberal type people were in that stuff. But hey, you know, I mean, she was a fan of The Clash. <laughs> I don't know what happened. She would go come to school wearing Clash t-shirts. I, but anyway, she's posted this. Now, you may have heard of Molly Tibbetts. She's a young woman that was uh, was murdered, and and the person who murdered her, it turns out, is a, or at least is accused of it, uh, turns out to have been an undocumented immigrant. So, of course, the Trump types have all jumped on it. See, see, see? They're all criminals. No, you found one. You found one. Okay? That doesn't mean all of them are. But what she posted was this meme... That uh, it's it's uh, it's an image of him, uh, the mugshot image, his name, and it's and it and it says above it says uh, liberals raising bail money for a uh, uh, murderer, just walk away, hashtag walk away something like that, and it's a it's a go it's a an image from a GoFundMe thing, 
where it's showing the status of the money that's being raised. And they're looking to raise $5 million for the bail. And as of this image, uh, $117,504 have been raised. And the only thing is, <laughs> there's no GoFundMe for this. You see, this, I, mean, it's, I, I, I looked at it and said, is that even true? That's the first thing. As a good skeptic, when you see some claim like that, that seems, that seems just a little too out there. Is that even true? Yeah, and and so what I did was went online, went onto Google, clickety clickety click. I put the guy's name, GoFundMe, and then I put uh, Snopes or Scam. I think I put Snopes just to see if Snopes had covered it. And Snopes is still an excellent clearinghouse for this kind of crap. They're still really good. Don't give me because I know what their comeback's going to be. So, but at least I, th I think what their comeback's going to be is, so, oh, they're just a liberal shill. Except shill. Except when they're correcting uh, 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 misinformation about George W. Bush, which they've done, and about Trump, which they've done. That then, then they're right wing shills. Uh, you know. It's so anyway. I I found. The, the the Snopes article that this isn't true. There's even signs within the image that this does not look like what a GoFundMe page would look like. Uh, what the what it just it doesn't have. That's not how they set up their money numbers and, and things like that. It's it doesn't it's, it's inaccurate. And all you got to do is go to GoFundMe and put in the guy's name. There's no fundraising being done for this guy. So, I copied the link to the Snopes. I went in and I said, you know, I said, this, you know, not what I'm going to post, the story that she's telling, this is what fake news looks like. I said, all I had to do was a few seconds of searching on, on, on Google and it's not true. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's just that simple. And I said you got to you should be vetting your posts before you put them up, because the you know because the 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 liberal community out there or whoever you know the the uh, whoever it would be that uh, these folks are saying is raising money for this guy uh, is it's it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm Looks like I've gone over for the next break, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and go to my break. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I uh, will be back after this break. when your body says, I'm tired, or I'm hungry, what if your body said something else might be wrong? Gynecologic cancers, cervical, ovarian, and uterine cancers have symptoms, so pay attention. If your body says something may be wrong, please listen. Learn the symptoms. 
Get the inside knowledge about gynecologic cancers. A message from HHS and CDC's Inside Knowledge Campaign. Hey y'all, this is Tangina. You're gonna give me whiplash looking up there too. I've cleaned many houses, and I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dim's house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on. Did you just say that Dr. Dim doesn't believe in poltergeists, tiny fortune tellers, or the beast? Well, holy sh**. Why the didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dim's a skeptic. He'll be right back on ztalkradio.com. I still think this house is clean. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I have another Dimland Radio Science Zero. Yes, I do. And it doesn't hurt as much as when I declared Penn Jillette to be a Science Zero. But, uh, you know, this person uh, has, has been a Dimland Radio Science Hero twice before but now he gets the zero status uh it's it's a it's it's not a permanent thing because he can be back to science hero if he does something that helps promote science but uh uh but what he's doing now and it's well who is it it's jimmy kimmel uh, Jimmy Kimmel on his uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live show has is doing some of the same stuff that uh, Jay Leno did, and I guess Howard Stern did it before him, and there were probably people that did it before Howard Stern, and that is go out and talk to the stupid people on the street. They do these videos. Yeah, the Jay called it jaywalking, and I got the suspicion that you know as jaywalking continued, a lot of the people that just couldn't answer the questions, you know, you know who won the Civil War. Uh, assuming they mean the American Civil War, uh, that would be the, uh, the the Union one, which would be the North. Uh, and it, but you know, there's there's a more complicated answer to that I suppose. But just for the sake of uh, answering the question, that's what it is. And it, it, I I got the suspicion that over time people got got to know that that this would be something that would be 
done by Jay Leno, and they would act dumb. They would act like they don't know the answer, so they can get on TV. And I think there might be a little of this in, in what's going on with this Kimmel thing. There are two videos. Now, the reason why it becomes Science Zero, I know it's done for comedy. I know it is. And uh, uh, what, hap what bothers me about it is it gets picked up by other sources with, th with their agendas. And I saw this one video where it starts out with a preamble that's written in text saying that uh, study, a study has shown that uh, um, uh, you know, one in four Americans or three in four Americans haven't read a book in, in an entire year or something. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's something like that. And so, you know, and Jimmy Kimmel got this idea to send somebody out onto the streets to, and a cam with a camera, to ask people to name a book. Just name a book. Any book. Could be the Bible. Any book. Name a book. And they found, uh, let's see, I got the numbers here. They found nine people that couldn't read the book, couldn't name a book. One of them was a little, it was, was close, because he, he said, he said uh, Jungle Book, which is a book. But the person that was doing the questioning, which we don't see on camera, but we can hear them talking to him, says, uh, uh, well, uh, the movie, you mean? Is, this, uh, is, is it a book or a movie? Uh, is it both? You know, they, they confused the person. And they said, yeah, it's both. Are you sure? No. You know, they do that. Uh, so that turned him into negative. One person said Moby Dick. That is a book. However, he said Moby Dick was the author of a book called Horse. I looked up, I looked for books called Horse. That I couldn't find any book that's just simply named Horse. And certainly not written by somebody named Moby Dick. But, alright, there's that. The other video that they do is uh, there's some survey that comes out about how Americans can't, uh, can't pick out America on a map. Or something. They can't, you know, name a country in Europe on a map, or some something like that. So what they do is they send somebody out on this, you know, send out to talk to the rubes on the street, and give them a little pointer. And there's a map of the world. No names of any countries listed. It's just the borders, and it's the countries all in white with the the oceans in blue or whatever. And can you name a country? Uh, and they found they found six people who could not name a country. And uh, uh, but they did in that video. They found a kid, much younger than everybody else there, maybe about thirteen, twelve, or something. Like that. And he's popping off countries, boom, 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 boom. I got the feeling that he's kind of a ringer. You know, call me cynical. But uh, there's, don't forget, there's one thing. There's the power to edit. I mean, the first question: If I were the next guest on the show which I never would be, I would say, how many people did you go through before you found the nine people who couldn't read a book? Did you go through dozens of people who could read, name a book? You know, did you, you know, could you just cut them out because it didn't fit your joke? And how many people could you find that couldn't name, you know, could find America on the map? You know, of the, of the six that you found that couldn't find any, name any country on the map. And, and that's another thing about that map. The way the map is set up, they've got Europe, Russia, Asia, Africa on the left side, and they've got the Americas on the right. 
Now, you do a Google search into Google Images, put Map of the World in Google Images, I guarantee you, you're not going to see a map, unless you're from Europe or something. Maybe it's different. Maybe Google goes different in other parts of the world than here in the United States. But if you're in the United States or Canada or in, or in South America somewhere, and you do that, you're going to see the Americas on the left and Europe and Asia and, and you know Australia and Africa and Russia all on the right. That is how we see maps and they're talking to Americans so that is how they see maps so they they do a little switcheroo which messes people up because they go for America and they start pointing in Europe and they start pointing at Russia and most of the people that couldn't of the six people that couldn't name a country could all point out Africa well there's Africa well, that's a continent oh and it, it, it's just uh. and the thing I thought about when I got thinking more deeply about this is that this is played for a joke, which means that the majority of the audience in the studios and the majority of the people watching on television all know names of books and all know how to point out at least the United States on a map. You know, it, it, so in, in order for this to be funny, if you had the majority of the audience not being able to read a, a name a book, not being able to pick out a country on a map, uh, they would all be insulted. Why? Jeez, you know, that's hard. It's hard to do that. But that's, that's, the, that's the thing about this. Most people can do the thing, can name, can, 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 can give the answers. That's why the, you know, the, the jaywalk stuff, they can give the answers. That's why it's funny. Because most people can do it. They found the few people who can't. And so we're laughing at how dumb they are. But then you have that segment of people that, that say that, I weep for our future because people are so dumb. But no, this wouldn't work as a joke if people were as dumb as the people being shown in the videos. And don't ever forget, never, ever, ever forget they have the power to edit. They can make the story anything they want it to be. I've got a rather lengthy quote to read to you. Um, I'm going to, this is, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep out some of the information so, so that you can't readily know who I'm talking about here, but I think you might, I think you might guess. Um, and then when I get through it, uh, you'll, I'll, I'll just talk for a little bit about what I, I don't know what this means. <laughs> I, I don't know what it means, but let me read it. <clears throat> Here we go. Ready? Uh, let's see. Watching all this, I wasn't sure that I should be doing the job this person does. Because for 20 years, we've been in this part of the world. Uh, making fun of everything, making fun of this part of the world. So to come to this circumstance that is so desperately sad, and I don't trust my judgment in matters like this, but I'll tell you the reason that I'm doing this job that I do, uh, that this person does, and the reason I am back to work is because of a certain person. 
very early, very early on after the attack, and how strange does it sound to invoke that phrase after the attack? This particular person encouraged us, and here lately implored us to go back to our lives, go on living, uh, continue trying to make this particular place uh, the place that it should be, and because of him. I'm here tonight, and I just want to say one other thing about this person. As this began, and if you were like me, and in many respects, God, I hope you're not, but in this one small measure, if you're like me, and you're watching, and you're confused, and depressed, and irritated, and angry, and full of grief, and you don't know how to behave, and you're not sure what to do, and you don't really because we've never been through this before. All you had to do at any moment was watch this particular person. Watch how this guy behaved. Watch how this guy conducted himself. Watch what this guy did. Listen to, this, to what this guy said. This particular person is the personification of courage. Uh, and there's a little applause break in this moment. And it's very simply, there is only one requirement for any of us, and that is to be courageous. Because courage, as you might know, defines all other human behavior. And I believe, because I've done a little of this myself, pretending to be courageous is just as good as the real thing. He's an amazing man, and far, far better than we could have hoped for to uh, do what he does in this place in the midst of this obscene chaos and attack and also demonstrate human dignity. My God, who can do that? That's a pretty short list. Do you think you know who it was that said that and who it was this person was talking about? Well, here's your first clue. This was said on September 17, 2001. Uh, it, this was David Letterman. This is part of his talk when he came back after the attacks of 9-11, uh, something that he just needed to get out to his audience. Uh, he said, I'm going to say some stuff that other people have probably said better than I am, but uh, I have, but uh, or will. And uh, he says, I just need to get it out. And, he, and who is the person he's praising in here? It's Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. It's Giuliani. Now, I, I, I bring this up because, holy smokes, are people more complicated than, than we like to give them credit for. We like to simplify people. This guy's all evil and this guy's all good or stuff like that. We like to do that. It just makes it easier for us. Uh, this, this, this guy had been ridiculed by Letterman. Giuliani had been ridiculed by Letterman because he was mean and he was tough and he was unfeeling and he was heartless and cold because he was cracking down on crime in New York City. He was cleaning up uh, Times Square and he was cracking down on the homeless thing and trying, you know, he was, you know, and he was cold and mean and heartless. And then 9/11 happens and this cold and mean and heartless guy st you know, stands up and and Letterman looks at him like, "Wow, we really should be thankful for this guy. I would have to think that some of the qualities that showed themselves on 
in, in the aftermath of 9-11 that the mayor showed, were there beforehand, and it was part of what he was doing to make New York City, at least in Giuliani's standpoint, and I think to a lot of New Yorkers, a better city, a better place to be. I mean, you look at New York City in the 70s. Come on. <laughs> look at New York City now. And then, what the hell happened in the past 17 years? He's on what's-his-name's team? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But I, I, I came, I, I just, I saw that, and I thought, I gotta mention it to you guys and see what you guys think about it. Now, if you do think something about it, let me know. Uh, you can tell me on my fa uh, Dimland Radio Facebook page if you want. Uh, you can send me an email at drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. I've got three cool things. Let me get my book out here so I can figure out what they are. Um, first is there's a there's a series of books that are put out that are called artifact books, uh, and they're they're for uh, related to comic books and comic book art, and they will focus on one artist or they'll focus on a, a storyline or something like that. And what they are are they're they're large format sizes. They are the size of the original pages of comic books, and they are reproductions, really high definition scans of these art pages from comic books. They're fantastic. And there's one that's just come out uh, that's uh, the artist John Byrne and during and it's a hundred pages of uh, covers and comic book pages and stuff that he did for the X-Men during the late 70s and the 80s. And that was the, the, the height of his, of his artistic power. He worked with an inker called, uh, or Tracer, there you go, Craig, a tracer, uh, named Terry Austin. The inkers are more than just tracers, but it's a joke. Anyway, the, the two of them were producing some fantastic art, and I'd love to have one of those, One of those, but they're kind of spendy, like 125 bucks. Uh, but it's really cool. The other cool thing is, and this has to do with art as well, um, uh, one of my uh, uh, fellow students from my art school days, um, I posted an image of Dr. Martin Dyes, there's these little watercolor dyes and these bottles, and I bought you know a set of 14 of them back 32, 33, 34, whatever years ago when I was in art school, and I still have uh, at least I think I have 10 of the bottles still. Four of them have completely dried out, and there's a little bit left in in them, and I still use them. I just did a, a project which I will talk about in a, at a, a future date, uh, uh, probably in the cool things. Uh, I still use them. So this high, this art school friend of mine, she posted an uh, 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 an image of a uh, some dolphins swimming in the ocean that she did. She said she did it in four hours. She crammed this illustration before it was due, and it's all in those dyes, and it's wonderful. And I said, she said, do you remember this? I said, yes, I remember that. I remember marveling at it when I saw it. Just an amazing piece of work. And number three. The, the podcast, The Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules, has uh, finally put out a new episode. Uh, I'm part of it. Uh, I got together with the Gooch Squad and uh, the host, uh, Douglas Arthur, to do a, a cover song quiz uh, of the group. Uh, so, And we all, we all bring in cover songs and to see if anybody can identify the song, identify the, the original artist and the cover artist and see how well we do. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it, 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 we did it back in, in June, but it took Douglas a long time to get it edited and together. So it's up. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I hope you've had at least 
three cool things happen for you this week. Good night, Frau Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. With the end of another show upon us, I remind you to be skeptical and that extraordinary, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and that you've been listening to the Dimland Radio Show on ztalkradio.com and I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. To hell.